You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. And good morning, everybody. This is 3CR Showreel with Annie, and we're going to focus on a film festival, a film festival that takes over a country town in New South Wales. And uh, we've, got, we've got on the line a festival director, Annie Parnell. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Annie. Yes. Yeah. Can you set the scene for people uh, about the Dugon F- uh, Film Festival? Where it is? Yes, what? yes, 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 yes. So um, Dungog is a small town in the Hunter Valley of New South Wales. It's about three hours north of Sydney and um, a population of about 2,500 in the town itself, probably about 10,000 in the Shire. Um, it's a beautiful little country town, big wide streets, awnings across the shops. Um, you know, it's a pretty fantastic place. And the Dungog Festival is is now in its third year, which um, involves not just film but food and lots of other great events, markets, music, workshops, etc. Um, so it's you know it's a tremendous little festival. It takes over the whole town. The whole town becomes a, a basically a set for for uh, a festival. That's right. That's right. And everybody gets behind it. Um, huge team of local volunteers all helping out. Lots of local people running events and things like that, doing workshops. Um, lots of local artists getting involved, a um, few local filmmakers, and then, of course, just visitors from all across the, the state. Now, this was a, a project that basically is part of enlivening uh, the economics as well as the cultural uh, world of a country town, correct? That's right. Um, yeah, the festival is supported by Destination New South Wales. And, um, you know, one of the focuses of that organisation is to get people, you know, out appreciating the fantastic parts of the country that, that exist. Now, this program actually did talk to uh, uh, the director of the festival when it began, right, the first year. Yes. And that was, right. that was quite exciting. And that's why we actually, I, I'm really uh, keen to support the uh, notion of film going out of the uh, major cities and being supported. And also, of course, filmmakers from all over Australia contributing their wares to a competition. That's, that's right. So um, we, we ran a short film competition uh, this year was the biggest sort of short film component of the festival. Uh, there was $30,000 in cash prizes up for, for grabs for filmmakers from all around the country and also some international filmmakers. And we got an extraordinary range of films submitted and it was very difficult to actually choose, um, you know, films to go in. There was so much good content. Um, I just wanted to program everything almost. <laughs> so uh, can you tell me a little bit about how 
much has happened over that three years that has made uh, Dagan uh, Film Festival uh, something that uh, is now on the map. Well, I think having a, a you know huge cash prize of thirty thousand dollars, which we distributed to um, across fifteen awards, so winners and runners up. So we tried to really share the love this year. Um, certainly makes a huge difference for filmmakers. You know, so many filmmakers who've won a prize this year have come back to me and said, this makes such a difference to being able to make my next film or, you know, put it towards, you know, the work that I'm doing to, you know, to research my next film or whatever. So, you know, I think that's a pretty exciting part of um, what a film festival is all about, being able to resource um, emerging filmmakers. And they're not always young, but certainly they're doing interesting things. Um, The winner of our... Best Animation Prize, uh, Julie Rose, for her beautiful film Bright Spots, you know, just was so ecstatic at winning um, not just the award, but also some prize money, which she said will just help her with her next project, which is animation so time-consuming. It can take a year to, you know, to build a film that would, you know, if it's a live-action one, it might take two or three months, but animation's a much slower process. So, you know, that that for filmmakers is is great. And, And Julie's not a young person. She moved across from a different um, area. So, you know, she's flexing her muscles in the animation field, which is fantastic. Did, did, where did you get the money from for the prizes? Uh, look, the money from the prizes was donated by a, uh, a local benefactor. Oh, that's fantastic. So pretty extraordinary, yes. That's somebody great. Sees, you know, somebody sees the merit in helping young filmmakers yeah, in a very philanthropic way too. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's an Because ex- I was going to say hard cash. You can't beat hard cash. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, tell me, you're 15, there's 15 categories. Tell me about those. Well, there's 15 awards, so we had five categories. So we had oh, five Australian categories, Fiction, which was the biggest category, yeah. Australian Documentary, uh, Music Videos. Um, young fil- We had a Young Filmmakers uh, category, which was great because we had films from both students and non-students in that area. So we had prizes for student films and non-student films. And then the international category, so which attracted really broad range of films from you know Venezuela, all the way across to Germany to um, you know the UK, Netherlands, Poland, so the USA, so you know pretty pretty eclectic uh, bunch of films in that. Yeah, that's extraordinary. So of course oh. they would have all spent time putting uh, subtitles on, I presume. Uh, yes, although you know in the in the film world most. Films, if they're going to be entered in a festival, are usually subtitled because English is the, is the kind of main language for, for festivals. Yeah, such a dominant uh, yeah. thing. Um, now, yeah. okay, uh, so uh, just to let listeners know, we're talking about a fabulous fest- film festival that happens now annually because it's such been such a, a success uh, in New South Wales, Duggan. And uh, this is uh, something that uh, communities that uh, feel that they're beginning to lose their way often... Uh, uh, often this is a, a way of uh, spreading the love, really, and making sure that uh, local Australian talent is actually uh, auspiced. Now, can you tell me a little bit more about the uh, student filmmakers that you were encouraging? Yes, so we had a really great um, lot of submissions from young filmmakers and students, particularly local students. So it's really encouraging to see students you know, their ideas are pretty great. Maybe the execution isn't as, um, you know, top-notch as other people who've got access to greater resources, but um, certainly some great ideas coming through and young filmmakers, 
you know, who are coming out of the film schools need to have um, an avenue for their films to be shown. So it's not, you know, they need more than just to be able to show it to the family and friends at the graduation. So having, you know, a category for filmmakers from, from student institutions in a festival is really fantastic. Now, you yourself, oh, before we go on, who who were the people who, I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, you how many films did you actually receive that had to be looked at? Oh, hundreds, hundreds. Oh, wow. So what was the process? Yep. Um, so we have a, a pre-selection process where all, all films get watched at least twice and, you know, we sort of whittle it down and, and you know, try and sort out the, the, the really good ones from the not-so-good ones. And, um, you know, every film's based on its own merits. Um, you know, if, if the production values aren't high, that the idea is really fantastic and the story is good, it, you know, could, can stay in the running until you whittle it down. Um, putting together a program, so a session, you know, a 100-minute session of films, is it's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. You've got to sort of have a little bit of, you know, laughter, a little bit of, you know, tension, all sorts of things. So, um, you know, that's half the process as well, making sure that all the films you choose fit into the categories. Ah, right. Okay. So did, how did you sort out the programming? Did you have a special night that everybody got to see the people who were contenders? Is that how it worked? Or did you have other kind of approaches? Uh, uh, it, it, it sort of works along various lines. So everybody gets together, um, you know, people, you know, as I said, more than at least two people see every film. A lot of the films are viewable online these days. That's how the submission process works. So you know, people are able to just watch a film anywhere virtually and make their comments and then come together, you know, either on the phone or in emails and, um, you know, work their way towards working out what's what's going in and what's staying out. You're listening to On Screen, oh, sorry, uh, Showreel uh, with Annie and we're talking to Annie Parnell and we're talking about a film festival that's part of a whole festival that uh, Duggan in New South Wales puts on every year. It's its third year and it's growing. So it's yep. a great example of how film can be incorporated into the fabric of society. You have some apps, you had some starry uh, uh, deciders. You had your judges. We did. We had some fantastic judges. We had actor Matt Day, who's probably most recently known to Australian audiences as. Um, in his role in Rake, the very popular series. Oh, yes, that was fantastic. Yes. What a yes. hilarious Matt... film, a hilarious show. <laughs> yeah. So Matt's not just an actor, though. He's a writer-director. He's made short films himself um, and, you know, quite prolifically. So he's got a really great sense of what it's like to be a short filmmaker, as much as the others do. Um, and, of course, Kath Shelper, who's the producer of Black Comedy, um, which has just been nominated for an Actor Award, um, and the Camera Door winner at Cannes a few years back, um, Samson and Delilah. So she's oh, a, a really? producer of you know incredible excellence. Yes, that's and, right. And um, writer Sue Smith, who has a local connection to Dungog, but also wrote the script, co-wrote the script for Saving Mr Banks, a story about Mary Poppins's creator, as well as Marbo, which um, was a very popular telling movie amongst other things. Um, so what then, did, you know, was, she, a, was she brought up in the town? Uh, no, no, no. I think she's just got a, a local connection from having um, holidayed there a bit. Oh, right. Okay. Yep, yep. We did have a local judge um, for the young filmmakers and music video clips, John O'Brien, who's a writer who's created several TV shows and won at least four uh, Augie Australian Writer Guild Awards that I know of. So, you know, there's um, there's a lot of great talent in and around Dungog that we were able to tap into for our jury. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. As well as, you know, filmmakers from Melbourne and uh, and Sydney. Yeah. Who were those? Um, so from Sydney, we also had on the jury Marcus Gillazo, who's a very prolific documentary filmmaker primarily, um, probably best known for winning a digital Emmy for the um, series Storm Surfers about riding big waves. Um, filmmaker <laughs> Janet Merriweather, who's, uh, you know, got a, a great body of work in the documentary field and had just returned from New York the week before we um, we put the festival on, so with one of her films screening over there. Uh, Jeff Han, who's a filmmaker who's made a great film called The Coffee Man. Um, yes, yeah, so we, introduced, really we, 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 uh, we interviewed Jeff Han. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, you know, he, he brought a really great wealth of talent and experience to the jury the jury table. And um, a younger filmmaker, Anya Beersdorf, who's just won one of the Lexus $50,000 um, film, film fellowships run through Lexus and the Sydney Film Festival. So she certainly had a great understanding as a short filmmaker herself. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great uh, array yep. of people. Uh, and yeah. quite clearly they uh, took their job very seriously because... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so yes. I noticed that there's some quite a broad range of filmmakers that did actually uh, achieve uh, awards. Yes, yes. Well, you know, the jury kind of, you know, they take their job very seriously. And, you know, Matt Day said it was a very, you know, very difficult decision to to find the winners because there was such a high calibre of um, content involved. So, you know, really some really great films making it very difficult for them to to whittle everything down. So uh, can we talk about some of the prize winners? Sure. So the Best Director, Um, Australian Documentary for Drover's Boy, for example. Oh, so Margaret McHugh, so she is, a a, you know, her film is a tremendous film. It's sort of what we call a hybrid documentary, so... It has a strong drama element to it, but um, it's you know based on the story of the um, Aboriginal drovers who back in the day wanted to take their wives with them on on the droves, and um, and also to the white drovers and who'd married Aboriginal women. So the women dressed up as boys, oh. hence the title, the Drovers' Boys, in order to you know be able to be accepted by the rest of the droving uh, mob. Oh, that's really interesting. So Margaret's, Margaret's, you know, made a great little film about that, that, um, you know, and that won uh, Best Direction in Documentary, but also was runner-up in the Best Documentary Film. That's right. And also I noticed that uh, uh, the film that uh, won overall was also the uh, Audience Choice Award and as well as uh, Best Australian. Go on. Yeah, so that, that actually won Best Young Filmmaker Award in the non-student category. Yeah, Okay. As well yep. as the Audience yep. Choice Award, which means, of course, yep. that it was a great fun film or people really enjoyed it's it. It's very, it's, it's got a great little twist to it. It's very funny, highly amusing. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because that generally yep. speaking is when it real, there's a real punch to something, it's, uh, it, it takes the interest or if it's, uh, sim, uh, or if it's, uh, heartfelt, often, uh, yeah, they. Exactly. Touches, touches a, a strong nerve somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, and how there are others that you want to mention? Um, oh, look, you know, I think the winner of the best um, Australian fiction film um, was a pretty, pretty extraordinary film. But also, to the winner of the best direction in Australian fiction is a young filmmaker called Bryn Chaney, and his film *Kill Your Dinner* was all about a young boy uh, torn between his his pair, his father and his stepmother, and um, what and a, you know, com- a nice comedy, and you know, very deftly directed and. That young filmmaker said, you know, winning the prize has certainly come at a great time for him and 
really encouraged him at, at, at a moment where he just felt like, oh, you know, do I keep going? What happens here? Which is often the way with young filmmakers. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're on Showreel with uh, Annie, talking to Annie Parnell, who's the festival director for a uh, short film competition festival, a film festival at Duggan, which uh, announced at the end of October. Now, can you, uh, you, you yourself, have got a history with filmmaking and uh, putting on a festival is a big deal and that's where you've decided to focus your skills of late. Um, Yeah, look, I I really love programming and I've worked in festivals, you know, off and on over the last 10 years um, in short film festivals and other ones and, um, you know, it's an area where I, I particularly love being able to both program films but also interact with the filmmakers as submitters and also as jurists and, you know, pull together people and, you know, a lot of film festival is networking. So you find people busy in corners talking, you know, and trying to meet people. And for me, that's all part of what working in a film festival is all about. It's connecting the different sectors. Oh, have you got a little kid there? Small baby. Oh, how sweet. You've been quite good up until now. Oh, that's fantastic. So obviously running a film festival that is a whole year, you know, the whole process of putting on a film festival is a year long, isn't it? Yeah, look, it does take quite a lot of time because everything's got to be set up and put in place. Oh, sorry, we might be... Oh, sweetie. Oh, put in place early on. We might have to... We might have to finish. I'm so sorry. We might have to... Um, oh, no, that's okay. I mean, real life... Yeah, real life has intruded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are they okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems to be all right. Okay. I was just, um, uh, well, it's, it's, it's obviously fantastic to be able to actually do that work as well as look after a little kitty. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, that... no, I think we're about to go. Okay, all right. Well, thanks very much for sharing this with us, Annie, and uh, best of luck with uh, young Chappie. Thank you very much. And look, we hope that we get some, you know, people from interstate at um, the Dungog Festival next year. Yeah, that's exactly right. See you later, mate. Okay, thanks, Annie. And that was uh, Annie Parnell, who was the festival director for uh, a fabulous and growing uh, affair at Duggan, D-U-G-O-N-G. You can look them up online. And uh, as I said, we did follow the first festival and uh, it has uh, it's grown. And obviously it's a, a fabulous sort of uh, affair for people. And you could spend the whole day, a whole weekend there or, uh, and uh, enjoy the, the culmination of a huge amount of work. And it's also fantastic that these ideas for uh, growing of small towns are using uh, um, uh, tapping into the cultural expressions of the Australian community. And as Annie said, here here is a winner of a, a competition, a film competition, in one of the sections, which is offering hard cash, which is, is of course, what people actually need to be able to generate their next project, $30,000, divided up amongst five categories. Very wonderful contribution by a philanthropist. But as the young filmmaker says, I'm uh, um, wondering if this is the place I need to go or is it something that uh, isn't going to lead me anywhere. It's fabulously important and... uh, it's really great that uh, this is able to generate not just 
a future for filmmakers, but also an economic future for country towns. And this is on the uh, uh, after hearing someone like uh, a federal politician saying that uh, being in the creative arts is actually a lifestyle choice. Uh, I'd like to mention that uh, this man uh, who uh, is in charge of education and training was saying this to cover the fact that he that his government was in the process of cutting their uh, funding to vocational training. And uh, so they think that the arts is an easy mark. Uh, all those people who are working uh, blue-collar jobs with uh, dirt under their nails and uh, sweating in the offices, it's a, they'd say it was an easy target to attack people who are working in the arts. But, of course, that's just a fool's game because uh, someone was mentioning to me that uh, someone online had actually put up a uh, video that uh, described what a life would be like without the arts, even if you look at it from the point of view of the uh, commercial world that we live in now, this uh, consumerist paradise that we live in, in inverted commas. Uh, Oh, I've uh, just come home from work and uh, I think I might settle down to watching a movie. Oh no, sorry, you can't do that because there's no arts. Arts are not important to society, apparently. Anyway, you're on uh, Showreel with Annie and uh, we'll hear from a great filmmaker. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. Well, uh, community does matter, and so do the arts. Tonight is the opening of the Russian Film Festival. It's uh, having screenings at Acme. I think it's also having some screening at a few other places. But uh, I actually went to see uh, one of their films uh, uh, called um, Flight Crew, which is a Russian take on, uh, what is it, a... um, a disaster movie, and it's it's just keeps on giving. It's amazing. The person I went with said that was the scariest film they'd ever seen because every time you thought that the poor old uh, uh, people who were on this plane had finally escaped the volcanoes as well as all other tribute trials and tribulations in the air, no, it got even more and more exciting. And uh, the lead, the uh, incredibly handsome young man that's in the movie, is actually going to be a guest of the festival. So it's bigger than Ben-Hur, the Russian film festival. You should uh, look it up. And uh, there's going to be a a screening of uh, Eisenstein's Ivan the Terrible in two parts. Uh, which is uh, quite an extraordinary thing. So it's got a broad range of films worth going to see, put on your calendar, having a have a look. People have been very entranced by the English film festival that's been running at the moment. But this one is uh, also worth having a look to see what it's like. In fact, there's also a film in there that has got a... Australian actor in it, which is quite curious, isn't it? I think that's curious. Uh, so uh, it's a broad range of things worth having a look at. Uh, look at online, it's Acme. Uh, there's also, I, th- I think, maybe a few other 
um, pl- venues, but I'm uncertain. But of course, Acme is a very pleasant place to uh, watch a film. It's got comfortable seats, beautiful big screen, and uh, I'll have to say it's uh, extremely charming. Now, uh, one of the things that Annie Parnell mentioned was uh, the Actor Awards. Now, the Actor Awards are coming up. And uh, a recent Australian, well, it's categorised as an Australian film, has been nominated for 13 award um, categories. And that, of course, is Mel Gibson's film Rickshaw Ridge, which is a portrayal from a particular point of view of the last battle of, uh, I think it's um, Yokohama, uh, think I've got that correct, Wherever where they have the American um, base in Japan. I uh, may have got the name wrong, but anyway, it's a savage, savage battle. In fact, it's a film that sort of takes you back to the 1950s war movies that uh, crucified everybody during the uh, summer periods. Uh, anyway, um, it's... Uh, it's from the point of view of a um, pac- a pacifist who has well who ha- a man who has a aversion to guns but who wishes to uh, support his comrades in their war effort. So he's a medic, and he uh, and it's a true story. It's based on a true story, and uh, we what we what we have is a savage um, uh, war movie, but. Uh, uh, t- uh, tempered by the heroic activities of a particular individual who saves wounded soldiers in perilous circumstances. And apparently the man who it is about was the only uh, pacifist who was has received the conscientious director who has received the Con- Congressional Medal in America's history because even the... Uh, the fighting man could see that he was a brave fella. Anyway, um, uh, even it's so it's an American story with um, American actors and a variety of Australian actors in there. The uh, there was a collaboration between a very well known and uh, um, lauded American scriptwriter paired with a an Australian scriptwriter. So one assumes that uh, there will be some. Uh, joy coming from that collaboration. So, I mean, I'm just trying to go through what w- what's in it for the Australian film industry. That if uh, um, if there is that film makes a clean sweep, it will be very interesting to have a look to see what that what's going to happen there. Uh, is the Actor Awards is quite a complex area, and uh, I'll pursue it. And will uh, because it's worth having a discussion about pinnacle uh, award ceremonies for Australian communities being uh, perhaps mainly an auspice for foreign films that are then tagged as Australian films because a whole lot of technical staff and actors are involved. You know the idea of Australian stories versus the economy. Anyway. Showreel coming to the end, uh, wait, uh, published or not, it's coming next. It sounds like it's got wonderful guests, so you should be hanging around. There, I got caught, that's why I rushed into the studio before because I got caught up in their studio in their conversation. Anyway, uh, we'll go out where where does life go? That's Eva Popu. Mm-hmm.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.